Hello and welcome to the Obsolete Gaming Podcast. I'm Jake, joined by Dan. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the fourth generation of uh, video game consoles, which is the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo. There would have been others around that time, but we're literally just focusing on them because that's what we had, that's what we love, and that's what we grew up with. We're going to go into the nitty-gritty of it, think, go what we think's better, see how we go. Yeah, I don't really know how to start this one, Dan. So um, it's, um, it's, it's I think it's the first. Well, what really is a console war? Um, I think it's the first one when you look back that was you can compare the numbers really well because obviously we've done the Master System mm-hmm. and the NES, but yeah. that, as we said during that episode, it wasn't really a war. It was just a whitewash. For That's them. it. Yeah, um, like I say, over where we are in the UK, the Master System was probably a bit more popular, but worldwide, it wasn't even. Yeah, it wasn't even a. The contest was it it was just whereas this one uh from what we gather from what we've heard from our uh let's just say research is that um over in uh, america it was all nintendo until the sega genesis as they call it over there uh burst onto the scene which just blew the console race wide open i mean obviously they had the atari before the nintendo but the nintendo was the one that really really kicked it off for a generation of gamers now that well yeah now if you were buying the nintendo in the late 80s you gotta be in your late 30s at least by now yeah. haven't you which yeah. is it's crazy to think mm-hmm. like um obviously we're a bit younger than that so the uh, mega drive and the super nintendo was both ag- uh, well was it your introduction to, i'm sure yeah 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 it was my first gaming memory so yeah. to say um having a mega drive in the dining room and mm. my mum playing um Psych the Hedgehog and doing, we've mentioned it before, throwing the controller around, like thinking, lifting it up yeah, to jump. And yeah, things, making the jump, yeah. you know, somehow making that jump a bit better if you lift your arms up. No, I, I always remember my dad playing, I think it was Super Burnout or something. It was a motorbike game and like literally turning his whole body with the controller to turn the bike. And yeah, but that's, that's what it's like, <laughs> you know. But we are 30, in our 30s. Um, we both had Genesis and or slash Mega Drives over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I'd say, yes, I'm probably biased towards the Genesis slash Mega Drive, as I've, as I've obviously got older and I've had uh, disposable money. I've, um, you know, we both went and got the SNES Mini. Oh, yeah. I played yeah, yeah. a lot of the SNES, to be fair. And I, to be fair, I can't really call it anymore. I used to say, yeah, I prefer the Genesis. I do prefer the Tiger Genesis slash Mega Drive, but. Mm. At the same time, they've both got a charm, haven't they? Oh, definitely, definitely. And um, I'd like to say it's not the last generation like this, but this is when I think console generations are at their peak in a way, and you'll know what I mean when I finish this, because basically every console is very different. They have their own identities. Like Whereas now, with your Xbox uh, Series X and your PlayStation 5s, they're pretty much the I mean, the interface is different, but other than that, they're just the same basic machine, if you know what I mean. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to upset anyone there. I just no, mean. Like, they've got I, their own exclusives. Yeah, if you know books, what I mean. Yeah. Whereas back then, like, um, there's not like. What's an exactly good example? A game that came out for both of them. So take Mortal Kombat, for example. And I'm not even going to go into the whole no blood on Super Nintendo. Just forget about that. <laughs> that sort of thing that people focus on, but forget about that. You look at Mortal Kombat for the Mega Drive and Mortal Kombat for the Super Nintendo. It's a lot better looking on the Super Nintendo. The sound's a lot better because, obviously, as we touched on earlier, the Mega Drive sound, it just wasn't on par with the uh, Super Nintendos. However, for a lot of games, it worked a treat for the you know the music composers or whatever that knew how to, how to make it work. I, I think it's an amazing sound. But when it's trying to emulate other sound, it often just falls flat. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. I think the Genesis sounded better. But it weirdly, 
because obviously, as I just said, the the chip in the in the Sega one wasn't as good as the yeah. Nintendo. It didn't sound as clean. Uh, mm. The music was it was more rigid, wasn't it? It yeah, sounded I, more grungy. It like had a very very twangy. That's the best yeah. way I can put it. A lot of things, yeah. Uh, and I, I liked it though. Any any soundtrack yeah. from that from a game, I'll always listen yeah. to. Not that I do sit and listen to Sega Genesis soundtracks. I do sometimes if uh, it's background music, but I'd always pick the the Sega one over whatever. Try and think of an example of um, the music. Like, I think Lemmings. I think I prefer the Lemmings music on the Sega one. Oh, bizarrely, you know, I didn't really play Lemmings. On. I've got it for the Mega Drive nowadays, but I had that for the PlayStation a few years later. It was a double dip. It was Lemmings and a game called Oh No More Lemmings, which I think was just a sequel yeah, to... Yeah, Lemmings 2. Yeah. yeah, so I never... Actually, that was where I played my Lemmings, was on the well, PlayStation. Originally, yeah. I played it on the CDI. Oh, well, of course you did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so that had, obviously, that had the... Like PC sound, but um, yeah. Uh, but obviously, talking about the sound system, like the, the Super Nintendo actually had quite a, a difference over this um, mm. Sega in graphics, so to say. Like it's it's a lot. The sprites were a lot more colourful, weren't mm. they? And it but, just seemed a lot more clear. Like definitely. Like I say, the best way to check because obviously Mega Drive has some beautiful looking games. Like I think all the Sonic games, for argument's sake, look amazing. But if you take a game that came out for both of them that was, you know, the basic same game, usually you put them side by side and there's no real comparison. The Super Nintendo one just looks better. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like, obviously there might be the odd exception out there, but in my experience, the one I keep thinking of is Mortal Kombat, but that's yeah. just that's yeah. the only one I can think of offhand. There are more than that, obviously. Like um, Touching on soundtrack again, like um, mm-hmm. Moonwalker came out for the SNES as well, didn't it, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? No, no, that Did was... Did it not? No, no, uh, it came out for the Master System as well as the uh, Mega Drive. It was a deal he had with Sega, Michael Jackson. Right, okay. Yeah. But no, that, well, that no, that's a very Mega Drive Genesis-sounding game. Yeah, that sound say. weird without the... Because I was about to say, I wonder what mm. it sounds like on the SNES. I've never listened to yeah. it, but obviously it never came out for the no. SNES. So. No, it was. I think that was a launch game for the Mega Drive, actually. Was um, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I had think, it. did have it. I think there was that. Uh, Altered Beast was the big one at the, at the, at the time. You know what I mean? That yeah. was the... And then, but yeah, because he had that, because he had a few sports games as well that had celebrity endorsement. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Michael Jackson was... Well, yeah, it was. If you have played that game, it's it's mental. I don't even know what genre you'd put it on. Michael Jackson. Well, it's it's based on the movie, kind of, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had a. If anyone doesn't know, he had a, a terrible movie called Moonwalker. Moon, yeah, Moonwalker. Was yeah, it Moonwalker? Moonwalker. Yeah, yeah. I was getting yeah. mixed up with Moonraker. That's James Bond. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. The game was really good. I enjoyed the I game. I loved the game. Much better round, than the film. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like. <laughs> you went round. Saving children as sad, not sad, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, it's a bit like um, it's a bit similar to Streets of Rage in a way. Only you don't move, you can't move up and down, you can't move in four directions. It's just side to side, isn't it? But it's that sort of you go around beating up enemies and you just have to. Well, find you you them. sort of dance at them, but your dance creates kind of glitter that hits yeah. them back and stuff. And it's probably a way to make it not look as violent. Yeah, I, I would imagine anyway. And yeah. then the spe- if you use your like special move, all the enemies would dance and then drop dead, wouldn't they? That's the best bit of the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, is, it yeah. is. Yeah, I always, I always loved. I think there's a few of our friends that had never even heard of it, and every time they've seen like seen it for the first time, they're like, "What's?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the- never heard of the film. They no. were just like Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Andy. Actually, it's been on this podcast before. I think, I think we it, showed it was it to him. him yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't show it to him. He was just in my games room, but he just saw it on the yeah. shelf, and he was like, <laughs> "What the hell is that?" <laughs> um, but no, you know. Um, so obviously, on paper, the the SNES was better graphically. Like you know, the Series X is better graphically. But hmm. um, I think 
Then again, it was and it wasn't, as you say, because Sega had, quotations, blast processing. <laughs> now, what yeah. essentially is that? It's um, I don't really know how to explain it properly, because obviously I'm not a hardware guy, but basically its scroll speed was faster, which means it could move quick. You know, best example, Sonic the Hedgehog, when you go on full speed, nothing lags or anything. It's just... Like the that's the only thing that the Mega Drive could probably well not the only thing but that's just one slight advantage it had over the Super Nintendo. Like I said, it's not even that important. But they based a whole ad campaign on what you just said in quotation fingers blast processing because if um, you know basically that's what you that's what you got to do in advent. You've got to find that one thing to exploit and just go for it. If you know what I mean. So. A child wouldn't look into it. They'd just think, oh, yeah, Sega's got Blast Processor. <laughs> do, yeah, you know, do you know exactly. what I'm saying? And that's just... And it, and it obviously works because, um, like I said, I know you're going to tell me towards the end, I actually have no idea which one of these two sold the most. Uh, but I would imagine that would have helped the... Uh, well, it would have with the Genesis. We didn't have that ad campaign over here. Uh, our advertising rules are a bit stricter than over there. We can't... You can't bash other companies. Know, like, yeah. what, what's that to... Oh, that's it. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Genius. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. It is, genius. It? Yeah, like... um, but over here, we can't. It's just basically... Yeah. We, it, it can, they can be clever about it and say, it's better than other generic game yeah, consoles, that's it. but and it can't you, you name can, them. <laughs> you can be factual. Like, um, they do it with supermarkets over here, where like they'll say... say uh, Aldi's like a budget supermarket we have over here in the UK, and that'll put up on its adverts what you'd pay for the same stuff at uh, Tesco or Morrison's. So you can do it in a factual way. You can't knock them, but you can say yeah. it will come. But, you, but whereas in America, it just seems like the Wild West when it comes <laughs> to advertising. It's just like... Yeah, when, I, when I was uh, in Vegas, um, and I put just when I was in my room, yeah. and I ever took the um, TV on, and I was sort of like just going through... Well, I don't even know what channel I was even on. And it was like a uh, used car salesman. And he was just basically bashing all the other people. <laughs> and I was like, is this an advert? Is this like uh, a guy's mental breakdown? I don't know. I mean, it's, it, yeah, for us, it's just it's, we're not used to seeing that sort of stuff yeah. at all. You know? But it, it's, hey, it's a genius ad campaign and people still talk about it to this day. Well, that's know? it. Yeah, so, and that must have been what in like early 90s yeah so, definitely yeah well since you've mentioned the numbers i best really now tell you what it is so okay what would you say sold more the snes or the genesis slash mega drive something tells me it was probably the super nintendo but I, I, i'm only really guessing well you would be right the super nintendo sold 49 million worldwide units how many do you think? How many do you think the genesis slash mega drive sold can't have been that much less i'd say 45 29 million Wow. I know, quite a difference, isn't there? Well, but as I say, I think over here it was a lot more popular. I forget because obviously I've spent, you know, I've, I've, on, I've only been abroad I've, in my entire life. I've probably spent 10 weeks out of this country across yeah. all my life. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, as much as in my head, oh, yeah. it was a close fought battle, it's, well, it's, you know, it's well, not it even. Like, it was, like most yeah. people have mega, had mega drives, didn't they? If yeah, you know in, what I mean? in my like, experience in, in yeah. my school, I think I only knew a few people that had a SNES. But to be fair, we were still a bit too young to be Yeah, like, 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 yeah. Like, I went to go over to my neighbours and they had Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I didn't have that at the time, so I used to always play that over there. And they had um, they had a NES, but they never had the SNES. They had the NES light gun, you know mm. what I mean? But they never had the SNES. No, I don't think... You know what? Coming to think of it, I don't think I knew anyone that had the SNES. No, I knew a few people. I think no. I've spoke about it before, like one of... A friends that we used to go to, like you know, my parents were friends with his parents, so by default we were friends. If yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. Like, um, 
Yeah, but they had a Super Nintendo because I really liked Super Mario World for that, and uh, it's one of my favorite ever games, actually, as you know, like yeah. Super. And uh, yeah, and obviously I, I was always like wanting to play that. They always wanted to play my Mega Drive because obviously it was just what we each didn't have. So, but yeah, no, and then but there was only him, and there was another guy I know that had one. But other than that, everybody just had Mega Drives. Well, they were cheaper, weren't they? I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100, percent but they would have been because they came out two years before. Yeah. So um, that's kind of part of the reason I would imagine a lot of people would have had them because, you know, they were. Yeah, I remember my, I, I would have told the story before, so I won't go into it. But my dad came home with a Mega Drive when I was about three. Didn't even know what it was, but it <laughs> shaped me to the man I am today. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, because they were bundled with Sonic the Hedgehog, weren't they? A lot of the Eventually, uh, it started out with Altered Beast was the the bundle game initially, but then Sonic came out not too long. God, no, actually, I think I think Sonic was a couple of years in. Because if I'm right in thinking, I don't know if it was over here, but I'm pretty sure the Mega Drive came out in '89. But again, that could be in America or somewhere. And I'm pretty sure Sonic came out in 91. Well, no, of course it came out in 91 because it's the 30th anniversary this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it must have been. It was at least a year after we got the Mega Drive that Sonic appeared. So, yeah, but that quickly became the game for the Mega Drive. Well, it was the, it's the best-selling game for the Mega Drive with yeah. um, 15 million units sold. Obviously, it does help that it was bundled with it. Yeah. But, um, that means more than half the people that own Mega Drives had Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> and only... only uh, six million had Sonic the Hedgehog two. Is that? It? I, yeah. I mean, obviously at the time that was big numbers for video yeah. games, but well, it's still wow. is now really. But yeah, yeah. And then third place goes to Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, it's a good game that, but I wouldn't have thought it was the third best selling. And then the best selling Super Nintendo game, Super Mario World, with twenty million. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, then after that is Super Mario All Stars mm. with ten million, and then after that with nine million is Donkey Kong Country. Of course, which to be fair, that was I think because I I did get a SNES later on. I think it was when the PlayStation was out. Got it at a car boot, mm. but I even remember playing Donkey Kong Country for the first time, being blown away. Like wow, like the sprites looked absolutely oh, yeah, incredible. Yeah. The thing is, I've never I didn't play that till much later. Donkey Kong Country because I did have a Super Nintendo. Still, when they were somewhat like I got one for my birthday, I actually had both. I was one of those kids for a while, oh, wow. but I had the Mega Drive for a long. It was probably, I think, like I said, I was three years old when my dad brought home the Mega Drive, and I probably got a Super Nintendo for my seventh birthday, something like that. But I never had Donkey Kong Country. I had quite a lot of games for Super Nintendo. I had a, there's a really, it's not that I don't know how obscure it is, but there was a really good one called Axe Razor where you were like God or something, and it was really strange. You like did things, and then you went. You had like an overview, and I can't remember exactly what you did. You did things for the world, but then you went into a side-scrolling stage. In fact, I'm not explaining it really well. It's been a long time. <laughs> but I remember that if there was ever a game I'd want to play again, that'd be it, but I don't have it anymore. Is it worth quite a bit, that? I've never really looked for it, mm. to be honest. I've, I've never come across it. Maybe I just made it up, I don't know, but it was called Act Razor. So if that exists, then... Um, I'm not going to look it up now. It's been too long. I'd rather just leave the... <laughs> see if it was a Mandela effect and it's completely yeah. different. Uh, to be fair, you know, I had a very same experience. Um, we mentioned it before, in Bury, near where we live in Manchester, there's hmm. an arcade club, which there's well, basically three floors of old-fashioned um, arcade machines. And there was a game there I played last time I was there, and it was like a 3D car game for, okay. the, for the Genesis line. So obviously it's very primitive with its sprites and stuff. But... 
as I was playing it, I thought, Christ, I had this, but I completely forgot about it. Like it was just one of them games I used to love as a kid. It wasn't till then, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what that game was. Was Wait, it Virtual Racer, was I it? I don't think so. Okay. But it was 3D. It was like 3D. That's why I'm thinking that, because that yeah. had a special chip in the cartridge to make it Oh, 3D. really? Yeah. It was effectively like... I mean, not this, because obviously, again, I'm not a hardware guy, but it was kind of like a 32X game, but without the 32X. Like, the cartridge was a lot bigger, and actually when it came out, it cost... Um, I don't know how much it cost over here, but in America, it cost $100, that game, just because oh, wow. it was the, the technology in it at the time was... Ironically, now, it's one of the cheapest Mega Drive games you can find. You could probably pick it up for about five. But, but Why like, is that, then? I don't know, because I, part of me thinks it just must be quite... But it is quite common, because you just see it pop up a lot. Mm. But I think, I think at the time, it would have just been that impressive to have, like, a 3D... Uh, Formula One style racing game that it must have just sold relatively well. So there's a good question. So like, what has held? What is more regarded as a collector? Then would you say a Mega Drive would go more than a SNES, or was a SNES worth more? Oh, oh mon- like mon- what's worth more money? Yeah, oh, right Super now. Nintendo. Super but, Nintendo by a country mile. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm only speaking within the UK. I don't know in America, but I'm pretty sure in America it's the same. It's probably because of mass production. But mass production. as you've just said, Super Nintendo sold a lot more, so it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I thought myself. Then, oh, well, it's obviously the, probably the Mega... But no, but the thing is, mm. even if you go CEX, I think you can get... I think they've got a Mega Drive down there. CEX is a kind of like our version of a thrift store. Let's just say that. It's well, not... No, it's not, no that, it's not a thrift store <laughs> ex- at all. Exchange, it's... exchange store, then, basically. Yeah. Second-hand stuff. Yeah. I think they've got a Mega Drive in there for about 40 quid. That's, that's quite expensive. You can get it much cheaper than yeah, that. Yeah, it's obviously reseller, yeah. isn't it, in CEX? But no, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. I thought that the I, I'd never really give it that much thought because I thought it was a lot closer the sales than that. But no, I mean, Mega, as well, great thing for collectors with Mega Drives is because of the boxes. Like, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you will know this, but maybe you don't. So I'll go into it. But Super Nintendo came in cardboard boxes, rectangular cardboard boxes, and uh, a lot of people just didn't keep them. Because you'd have to open them up the cart, and then you'd slide out a cardboard tray that'd have the cartridge in, and you know, I mean, obviously it's not awkward, but they were just and cardboard. It's a lot easier to get battered. Whereas the Mega Drive were more in picture. I don't know how to explain it. Sort of similar to a VHS case, weren't they? That had a holder for the cartridge. So nowadays, because the the they stored better. Everything about them was just better, I thought. So nowadays, it's a lot easier to find Mega Drive games in the box with the manual than it is Super Nintendo games, just because of the design of the boxes. And I think that's one... I know it's a. this is only a collector would say this, but that's one giant pro the Mega Drive has. It's just a lot more uniformed. And like... Because I've, I've got a Super Nintendo, and uh, they've got an American one and an English one. I've got probably about 10 games for each of them, not that many, because I've always gone more to the Mega Drive side of collecting. But I've maybe got three out of 20 odd in the box whereas with the mega drive i've got over 200 games i've got about three that don't have a box three or four really yeah, yeah. Was, it's true though isn't it yeah. though um what what would so what would be the rarest mega drive game out there I, I don't know about the rarest but in pal regions so mega drive i've no idea about genesis in america that's a different kettle of fish but you've got the death and return of superman that's I've a never very even expensive one. You can get it for the Super Nintendo. It's an expensive-ish Super Nintendo game, but you're talking 60, 70 quid. You're talking four or 500 for the, you oh, know, wow. the Mega okay. Drive version. There's uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars, which is a compilation of Mega Man 1, 2, and 3, a re- remake of the NES games. That goes for probably a bit more. 
Um, there's an Austra- a couple of Austra- Australian exclusives, but obviously that's still the PAL region. So they use the same thing that I'll work over here. There's one called, I think it's called Days, spelt D-A-Z-E, before Christmas. That's yeah. quite expensive. And there's another one, you know Echo the Dolphin? Those yeah, games? yeah, yeah. Echo Junior. What? Yeah, Australian but- exclusive. Whoa, I've never even heard of that. That's- no, that's an expensive one. Uh, yeah, the, the, there is a couple more, but they're the, they're the only one. They're the main ones I think of. So was that like a sequel to Echo? Well, essentially a spiritual or just a sort of spin-off? I have no idea. I have no I, I only found out about it quite recently. Because Echo the Dolphin, he had two for the... There's Echo the Dolphin and then Echo Tides of Time, I think it's called the second one. It's not called Echo 2, I'm pretty sure yeah, it's called it's, Tides and then, of Time. Then there's one for the Saturn. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Bloody hell, the Saturn didn't have anything, did it? No. <laughs> um... Right, what, what, what about SNES then? Because obviously right now we've got a kind of a boom going on, haven't we, with the these cartridges going for... Was it Super Mario the other day? Went for all, like, ridiculous prices? Oh, Super Mario 64. Yeah. That's so, this is a weird sub-collecting market I don't understand. Like, as, as I probably said before, and Dan will tell you, I've been pretty much collecting retro games since I've been an adult. Like, I didn't really realise I was doing it at first. I just bought them because they were cheap and I liked computer games. And I was, I've never been... Dan will tell you again, I've never been that bothered for playing what's current. I'll just yeah. play whatever I want to, you know what I mean, whatever I feel like when I when I when I want to play it. But obviously in the mid two thousands, nobody wanted Mega Drive games. You could pick them up for nothing. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I, I did. I never thought, oh, this will all be worth something one day. It didn't even cross my mind. I just thought, oh, look at this big collection of games I could yeah. play. Do you know what I mean? Like um, you were just sort of living your childhood dream, really. Of yes, just getting all the games that you wanted that, as a kid, but obviously your parents couldn't. Exactly, obviously parents couldn't afford all. The no, because obviously the... all games then they would have been thirty to fifty quid <clears> a pop. Maybe not that much. They were probably a bit cheaper. I reckon then, they were but... about twenty-five, maybe. Yeah, and I'm thinking like now I was picking up. I was picking up games like. You know, I'm talking. If I paid a fiver at that time for a, I'll tell you, here's, here's a point. Like uh, Streets of Rage three, that's worth a fair penny, at least 150 quid now, right? I bought that for I think it was 30 quid. It was something like that in 2008, and I remember at the time thinking, I can't believe I've just spent this much on a Mega Drive game, but I really wanted it. Now I'm bloody glad I did. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like. <laughs> But no, it's only gone up. But my point is, is that I don't understand this whole graded, sealed collecting thing. That's not a thing for me because, like, I have bought a few things I'm probably only going to play once or twice and they just pretty much go on the shelf. But I don't really do that with anything overly expensive, if you know what I mean. If it's something expensive, it's something I want to play. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, um, like, but obviously everyone's different with their collecting. And I, But to go back on point with this whole sealed Mario 64 thing. I think this is either people with just so much money it doesn't matter and they just want it, or it's people that don't really play video games and think there's like an investment to be made. Do maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but it's something I struggle to understand because like you said, for me, I never really thought of it that way, but it's just sort of like a childhood dream that I've now fulfilled, whereas I guess everyone collects for different reasons. Like I've known, I've, personally, I've known one, but I've known of a few people that I've, you know, spoke to online and stuff that have literally not not had anything computer game-wise and started collecting, you know, and then within a year, they'll have had almost pushing the sort of levels of stuff I've got, they've thrown that much money into it, but then just decided they don't want it anymore and sell it all off. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know how you can hit it that hard. Because like I say, I've never, I've had spells where I've bought a lot in quick succession, but it's been such a gradual thing for me. Maybe like, maybe like once a year I'll make a big purchase. Like last year I bought that Streets of Rage 2 for the Master System. That was, so that's a really hard to find game. But I literally did that because 
Streets of Rage 2 is one of my favourite games, the Mega Drive version, and I just wanted to play the Master System one. I know there's other ways I could have done that, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like to be, you know, I like the original hardware. Sorry, I really went off on a tangent no, there, no, didn't I? So, yeah. But no, that's the thing, like, um, I was under that mindset 10 years ago, that, oh, you know, the the NES and all that, and they're not going to be worth anything in the future. I, mm. Even right now, obviously, as you're saying, they're cheap, but in 20 years' time, are they going to be cheap? Oh, Mega Drive games. Yeah. No, they're not that cheap anymore, really. I mean, yeah. so it'll, I reckon it'll actually. You'll probably be, you'll probably be sat on quite a lot of money, like in about in the next ten or twenty years. Maybe. Well, it's amazed me actually. I know I'm going off topic here, but while we're on the topic of prices, my Atari Jaguar collection that has skyrocketed in the last ten years. Like, and I mean, I have seen collections like nothing, nothing like what I've got go for like one thousand five hundred dollars. Like I say, because in America that's been sold, but that's all region-free Jaguar stuff, so it can... And I'm there thinking, Christ, I don't know. And I remember a few years ago, but obviously we were, it was during a period where we didn't really have that much money, um, I saw there was one on eBay, a guy selling a sealed Jaguar set. He had the Jaguar CD. He had about 30 games, all new and sealed. The console was new and sealed. He had a Pro Controller. The Pro Controllers alone go for a couple of hundred quid. Wow. Um, what's it? And they, they even did at the time, if you know what I mean. That Maybe not a couple, maybe about 150, but still a ridiculous amount. And I tried to bid on it, but I could only afford to go to about 200, which I was never going to get it for. It went for about 800 quid, that did. Christ. And I'm thinking, now you're talking five or six grand for that kind of thing. And again, I know we're not talking about the Jaguar, but that's just no. that's just the point. That's only in ten years. But that's what I mean. It's kind of like a, yeah. it's kind of like the st- stock market, isn't it? In a way, but it's mm. obviously it's always going up. But you don't really know which. I think we have touched on it before, but you don't really know what's going to like hold value, what's going to go up in value. Nothing's obviously nothing's going to lose value unless you damage it. Well, that's, that's the thing. Some people would say it, it could lose value because think about it, like. Um, our main generation, I mean, we started with this, but I would say our main generation is probably the N64, Saturn, PlayStation. That's when we were really of the age to really, you know what I mean? I was yeah. just, it was towards the end of primary school, uh, which is what what do Americans call it? Elementary school, don't they? I think, I don't know. We were about, well, uh, 95, so, oh God, no, we were quite young. Uh, but yeah, we, we you know, like 9, 10, 11, that's when the PlayStation, the N64 were the main thing. So um, that was our sort of, Generation, and I think a lot of people are. That's why N64 games are going really expensive. But some people think in another 10, 20 years, because like we're 30 now, then we'll be 50. They reckon that people might not be interested then, so the prices might drop down because there might not be a new generation that wants it because they didn't grow up with it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That's a theory that some people have, which. You can't write off, but it might not. That might not happen. But I can see why people. That's think, a good. Yeah, I've not heard that theory. That's actually yeah. quite. Yeah, that's it's. It's definitely arguable. Like I, I, mm. I couldn't like say that was wrong. No, but that's it. But it might not happen that way, and it might just keep going the other way. And you know what I mean? Because there's no saying that as people get older, they're, they're not they're going to lose interest because mm. it's unprecedented, really. Because obviously, gaming, we're like not the first generation, but we're not we're one of the first generations that grew up with it. So we don't know by the time we're in our seventies, it might be normal for people that age to be playing games. Do you know what I mean? Because I can't imagine ever stopping. No. Do you it's, know what I'm trying funny, to say? It's, it's a funny it's image, like, though, isn't it? You yeah. think yourself, like, being a pensioner, being sat playing even a modern console or something. Mm. But as you've just said, you know, it's, as technology goes now, it has become... Like, we'd love to do an episode in it one day, like, when 
things when we were younger it was a nerdy thing mm. like it wasn't you wouldn't really talk about it to everybody because that's it like you might have got bullied or something and yeah the so I'm going off on a right tangent here, but yeah, just the image of being a yeah, seventy-year-old man. Yeah, I, I will be. Like, I don't yeah. know why I'd stop. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Like obviously, you're going to probably get commitments in life. Whether you get married, have mm. kids, you're going to have things that are going to obviously. I'm not saying distract you from gaming. <laughs> I'm saying that you know you're going to have things, but you're still always going to. Because for me, you know, people will sit and watch Netflix or their soap operas or whatever on TV. And yeah, I watch some, but I mainly play games to mm. escape. Like they use that as an escapism. We use gaming and yeah. you know and wrestling as well as, well as a form yeah. of escapism. I mean, obviously, I've actually thought about this sort of thing before because I've probably mentioned on here, but I play Football Manager quite a bit. And obviously, there's no pace to that game. It is what you do if you don't know yeah, I mean. yeah. and i think as we get older because obviously just naturally your reactions slow down and stuff so i think a game like super mario world which i'm very good at now i'd probably struggle with because you re- you, you know as bad as it sounds it's what happens but i think games will be made you know games like what was cl- what was sort of around back then it's games like mist you know what i mean games that are slower paced mist has come out I for think. vr you know is it really yeah, it's a vr version of mist yeah christ which, yes, it's actually seen as one of the best ones for the Oculus that, Quest That would be great yeah. for VR. Yeah. But no, that's my point. I think games like that, obviously, as we get older, maybe we'll be more drawn to that sort of thing rather than... Well, I mean, obviously, because I know one of your favourite games at the minute is Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, you've got to be so on point. I'm not yeah. saying you will. I mean, everyone's different. But naturally, when you get older, you do just, you know, your reactions. Because my next-door neighbour's in his mid-40s, and he plays Destiny. And he takes great pride in the fact that he's playing with mainly sort of 20-odd-year-olds. Like, half the time, he thinks my reactions are still better than those, yeah. if you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, it's yeah. interesting, that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I've thought de- about that before. So, like, yeah. A bit depressing, really, isn't it, when you think <laughs> about it, but... Anyway, segueing back, I yeah. don't really think there's a clean way to segue. <laughs> um, but obviously, we touched on, we were just touching on our experience with certain things. So, like, what would, what was your experience with the Mega Drive? Like, what were your favorite games for? Uh, it? Well, initially Sonic, obviously, but I think most people would say that we had three games when we started. Well, when we started, when I first got it, we had Sonic the Hedgehog, Ultimate Soccer, and Castle of Illusion. And uh, now Castle of Illusion, that's that's up there. If you know what I mean, that's one of my favourites. One of our personal favourites, which I don't think it's seen very good, and I know you agree with me on this, the Toy Story game for the oh, Mega Drive. That is amazing. It is, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. amazing. I would fight anybody that said that was a bad I, game. Well, that's it. I don't understand. Like, it's got, it's got, you can't, there's such a variety in level types as well. It's yeah. got its 2D side scroll platformers. Then you've got somewhere you're controlling the race car. You've got that one where you've got you've you're in the you're like hiding in a drinks cup and you've got to duck when people walk back. Honestly, like I think that's and like, the soundtrack's absolutely banging. It as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, there's that. Like I say, for the Mega Drive, I could just go on and on. Streets of Rage. Well, all three Streets of Rage is two's my personal favourite, but you could make an argument for any of them. I think, if you know what I mean. Um, Christ, where, where do I stop? Dynamite, Heady. Oh, that's absolute. a good game. Yeah. That's a very good game. One I've never really I've played, but I've never really got that into, which I really need to. Is one I know you love, uh, Rise Star. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favourites. No, I'm losing it for the Mega Drive now. Obviously, Golden Axe. That's right up yeah, there for me. Obviously, Michael Jackson's yeah. Moonwalker. We touched on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Say, I think I don't think I'd put that as one of my favourites, but uh, one I played recently that's quite cool is True Lies. You know, based on the yeah. Arnie film, that's quite a good one. Predator Two was pretty good. I've never played that Predator was Two. Really good. I'm trying to think of like any any ones mm. you haven't mentioned. I don't know if it counts as a Mega Drive game, but I quite like the 32x version of Doom. It's not. It's by no means the best way to play that game, but it's how I first played it. So um, yeah. But then what about that, like games like there was like James Bond. How many games did he have? He had. Yeah, mm. there's one called James Bond: The Duel. 
I can't. I've, I've played it before. I think there was Moonwaker as well, wasn't there? Wasn't there a Moonwaker game? I don't think so. Was it not? There was oh. James Pond as well. Oh yeah, that's the RoboCod, uh, the parody. Uh, that was uh, for many consoles. Actually, I only found out say recently. It was a few years ago, but he actually made his name on one of the Amiga systems, like the Commodore or something, and it was ported over to the uh, oh, really? Mega Drive and stuff. Yeah, no, they they were fun games. Yeah, I can't remember who, who developed that, but that, that doesn't matter. Obviously, FIFA got its start on the Mega Drive, which is a bizarre thing to think of now, looking at the absolute powerhouse it is today. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, EA. They even back then, they even had the EA. It's in the EA sports. sports. To the game. But it's like, it was yeah. like really fuzzy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, uh, I think it came out in 93, the first FIFA. It's just called, I think it's called FIFA International Soccer, I think. It doesn't have obviously it's not yeared and then Don't think I ever played the a Sega football game. Did you not? No, no I don't think it is. It went right up to FIFA ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. For the Mega Drive. Yeah. Like I know they, they <laughs> like go on on these consoles. To be fair, I wouldn't really put it past them to still be releasing it now for the no. Mega Drive. Well that's it. I mean I mean again a bit off topic, but the last one they released for the Xbox three sixty and PS three was FIFA nineteen. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is it's probably just because there's an audience there. Mm. I bought it for the PS three. Yeah. Uh, the only, purely because for the PS3 you don't have to pay to play anything online, so that was literally why I bought it for PS3. Just because I mean now I've got Xbox Live on my new Xbox, but I didn't have PS Plus or anything then, so I thought, well, I could get it from a PS4, which is what I have. Well, I've got it now, or I could get it from a PS3 and play online without paying for it. That was yeah. literally my thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, so they do it for the Switch now, but the thing is, that's they're not. It's not great, is it? No, it's called they call it like Legacy Edition because I think it's just the same game. Well, the same you'd game. argue that it is anyway, but it's yeah. just the same game <laughs> as, as before, just with the updated teams and uh, player stats updates and stuff. I say it was, it was this like there's loads of like hidden things. I'll get off this episode and I'll think, Christ, I'll remember all these other little nuggets of games I played for that the I'd, for the Mega Drive. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, there was a golf game. I hate golf, but I, I enjoyed. I that. think I know which one you PGA something. Well, there's yeah. more than one, but. Um, yeah, no, um, oh, there's some stuff I'm forgetting. I know there is. But there was, um, so it was a funny story, actually. Yeah. Well, it's not funny. It's just a story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, there was a, we have a, over here, um, not anymore. Well, no, you you had it in America as well. And I think, I'm guessing maybe in other places of the world. Mm. Sorry, it's like I'm talking to an American or <laughs> something. Uh, Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were literally getting rid of their stock of Mega Drive games. Mm. Obviously, for the PlayStation, I think the PlayStation One's probably out a year or so, and obviously to rent a game, I think it was three pound to rent a game for that sounds about two seven, nights or yeah. something like that. Um, I think for seven nights it was like a fiver or something like that. But anyway, but then that so we went in that morning because my dad heard about it, and we realised that they were like, oh, well, all we're going to do is we're just going to sell the games for three pound. So like we we went away with like I'm not joking that day I think I, I got an extra like twenty Sega games I was in my element that day and then funnily enough as as like we were we were sort of leaving like the shopkeeper was very like I'm not sure if we've done this right and Dad was like just quickly paid you know what I mean mm. and basically legged it oh I think I'd, I think I'd have been in tears of joy if I was that was age loads, getting that yeah, kind was, of yeah, yeah it was just basically what do you want you know and you can that's what it, yeah it was that it was amazing it was wow because like, wow, obviously it was. I th- well, obviously, I think he didn't let me go too mental and get absolutely every game there. No, definitely. Well, a, a game I think, actually, while we're on it, that gets a fair bit of hate for the Mega Drive that um, doesn't really deserve it. Hate's maybe the wrong word. But I think, and we've spoke about this, I'm sure we have, Sonic 3D is a good game. It is it probably is. the worst Mega Drive Sonic game. 
but it's still a very good... Not including, like, your spin ball. I was about to say, I know you don't like spin ball, yeah. do you? I mean, of actual... I don't know, well, I don't know what I mean, because that is an actual game, obviously, but... Yeah, not no, part of the, well, yeah, it's not part of the series, is it? But Sonic 3D would, would be a mainline Sonic game. Yeah, definitely. Of the mainline Sonic games. Again, it's, it's probably, the like, if, you know, we talk about Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Sonic and & Knuckles, and Sonic 3D. It's the worst of them. Yes. But yeah. I, I think it's still a very good game. It was very impressive how, yeah. how they had it running on their Mega Drive, to be fair. Definitely. I mean, there is actually a better version, I think, on the Saturn. But yeah, we played that, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, it's the same basic game. It just yeah. looks a, a lot better. But obviously, by that time, when that was coming out for the Saturn, you had Mario 64 on the N64, and the two were just incomparable. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... yeah, it's, it's kind of like, to me, like if, if I had no knowledge of Sonic 3D and... Like looking back now, I'd go, "Oh, is that a 32x game?" You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is that impressive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it really it just was released for the. Because I remember playing that. I remember actually getting that, and I'd say mm. I enjoyed it. But mm. yeah, it wasn't the well. That's it, the best one. But... Before before we move on though, because we have to spoke a lot about Mega Drive, should we not talk about Super Nintendo yes, games? Definitely. We enjoy yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, if, if you if you can't tell, like say I had a Super Nintendo, Dan did, but we both very much lean towards our Mega yeah, Drive. I think so, we can clearly tell. Yeah, we're like we're try, <laughs> trying to not be biased because I love Nintendo, but this generation, this is this is all Sega for me. Yeah. If you know what I mean, so um, yeah, I'll just kick us off if that's okay, because obviously it's one we both absolutely adore is super mario worlds which we've yeah. mentioned already and probably your favorite mario game isn't it easily my favorite yeah. mario game like we're actually we've got gameplay of it on right now yeah. in the background I'm just it's, again it. it's yeah. one of the games it's just a timeless game you could pick you could switch this on in another 10 years and it's still gonna look really good exactly it's still gonna be very playable yeah um, no, definitely I mean, um, yeah, any any others? Well, I'm sure there'll be others, but um, what's it? What, what well, the... there was obviously there's Super Mario All-Stars with all three of the games, um, you know, Super Mario 1, 2, and mm. 3. That was the first appearance of the uh, Lost Level, like the Japanese Super Mario 2. Yes, yeah. yeah, we've touched on before. Uh, there was there was a few Simpsons games I liked for the Nintendo, which I didn't play for the Sega. I think they did come out for the Sega as well. Mm. I actually played, I found out, yeah, I've got it now for the Mega Drive, but I didn't know then, but I played Krusty's Super Funhouse for the Super Nintendo. I think it came out for all sorts, but that's what I had it yeah. for. Yeah, and that was a really good game. There was Don- obviously Donkey Kong Country. I've mentioned it before. Obviously, just mentioned mm-hmm. it. The- I thought the graphics in that were mind blowing. That- again, yeah. still the thing is, as you as we've touched on before, this is the last generation. I think that is just going to hold up no matter what because with, yeah, graphics with- aren't a thing. Like they're, they're obviously sprites. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, they are a thing. But I know what I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's like you just touched on with Super Mario World. There will never be a time you can look at that game and think, "Oh, that doesn't look very good." Yeah. And Whereas I think the same obviously... with Sonic the Hedgehog. It just always looks... Yeah. yeah. And I so... mean, don't be wrong, there's some ugly-looking games for the system, but, yeah, like, exactly. sorry, I keep interrupting no, so, you. No, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, obviously, we look back at the Sega Saturn now, at, like, Sonic... Not Sonic Adventure. So... Sonic R, that's the... Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you'd look back at PlayStation 1 games and stuff and you go, oh, you know what I mean? Even The 64 had a charm because it was still very colourful and stuff, but there were still certainly games for that that oh, don't hold that's up. The, yeah, like some people think that's the worst. I disagree because I really, but I think that's a bit of nostalgia maybe because I look at games like, especially the Zelda games on the 64, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, I think they look brilliant, but deep down I know they, they don't, but yeah. to me they'll always look amazing, does that make sense? Yeah. Which brings us on to another Super Nintendo classic, is A Link to the Past, which is some people's, even now, I mean one of my friends, it's his favourite Zelda game, uh, well, it's not. It's not mine. I mean, I've never actually finished it though. No, so I really I've never. Give it more of a chance. Yeah, but. I should really play it. Like, because um, I really loved um, the remake of Link's Awakening mm. for the Switch, 
And that's very much the same style. It's top down, isn't yeah. it? I think that's a direct sequel to it, but I might be wrong there. Don't be, don't yeah. uh, don't quote me on that. But I just but, I, it, it yeah. would be great if if because or a prequel love... to it. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yes, yeah, right. go on. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it would be great if they remade. I know, like Nintendo, love remaking stuff and so you can. Mm. Fair enough. Actually, you could play it on the virtual con. Well, not the virtual console. I was going to say it? it's on the Switch and it's yeah. on the Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo Mini as well. I need to give my Switch some more love. To be mm. fair, so I might I might boot that up and yeah. start playing that. But like I so, say, yeah, there's a good selection of Super Nintendo yeah. games now. I mean, the only one I ever load up really at the minute is Mario All Stars. Mario, so yeah. what Pilot Wings? I absolutely yeah. loved Pilot Wings. That is fun, actually. Just Pilot literally Wings, yeah. parachute, learning to parachute, learning to fly, land a plane. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, a, a, there was like a jetpack one. We had to land in a certain spot. Yeah, it was the parachute one I really liked. Just trying to land. In Have the... you ever finished it? I've never finished it, but I remember when I landed on the. I'm not going to go too into it. On the parachute one, there's like a moving platform that has the most amount of points. I remember the first time I managed to land on that. Oh, wow. I was pretty happy. Yeah, I, I played yeah. it recently. Um, well, I won't say recently, earlier this year, and I, so I got pretty far, but it got insane. Like it was ridiculously hard, just yeah. e- even for me now. So <laughs> young, we had no chance. Well, that's it. Like, yeah, people forget how hard a lot of these games were. Yeah, like there's a game for the Mega Drive I finished when I was a kid called Real Monsters, and maybe I'm just. Do you remember the TV show Real Monsters? Yeah, yeah. It was a game for that. And maybe I'm just a bit dumb now, but I can't even get past like it's like it's level two when I just get stuck now. If you know <laughs> what I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you just think more outside the box. I think when you you know what I'm, yeah I, maybe yeah. Is it the thing is them games that well they, they can only do so much, but the, they didn't really hold your hand a lot. Like, no, there weren't a lot of tutorials. Oh they? no, not of it no, at yeah, all. None sometimes. I don't think I can actually think of a game out of tutorial for the Sega or Nintendo. Not it's pretty much no. you just had to go. That yeah, you just it. had to go. You had to figure it out. I mean, a lot of it was word of mouth back then, and that was part of the beauty of playing games. You'd talk to people and you'd say, oh, you need to try this. Especially with Ocarina of Time, that was the first game. Because obviously there's a lot of cryptic stuff in that game, but that was the first one where I kind of feel like our friend group finished that together, if you know what I mean, because we were always... I'd, you know, I'd figure out something and we'd be stuck for ages. But back then, now, if I'm stuck on a game, after about half an hour, I'm getting really impatient. Whereas back then, I could be stuck just wandering around in a game like that, doing nothing for hours and hours and hours. And don't be wrong, I'd rather be progressing, but it wouldn't infuriate me like it does now. And I think that's just being spoilt with the yes. way games have gone. Yeah, definitely. If, if that makes any sense, yeah. That's the thing. Even that that generation, it, it was, you didn't have, we didn't have the internet. So if you got stuck, you were screwed or yeah. to talk to your friends. I, I didn't know about this, but a mutual friend of ours was telling me uh, that uh, the, some games had like helplines you could ring. I didn't know about that. About that. It's a good job, really, because I probably would have racked up a hell of a phone bill. So, like, <laughs> you, had, like, yeah. the, you had magazines and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, and sure. like, you had cheat books and tip books and yeah. stuff, didn't you? Like, yeah, remember the first cheat I ever knew was Sonic 1's level select. Really? Up, down, left, yeah. right, A, start. Yes, I don't I don't remember them. I remember yeah. like cheating some... I still, even as a kid, I didn't really like cheating, to be fair. Yeah. It kind of took away from the experience. Well, that was it, because I remember like when I finally... I did find... When I finally did Sonic 1 from start to finish, Like again, at the time, I felt great, but obviously I'd done the level select thing, so I knew all the levels anyway, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, I keep changing my mind on which is my favourite Sonic. It used to be Sonic 1. Three. It probably still is. <laughs> Three, but, by country mile for yeah. me. I can under- I can think you can make an argument for any of them to be honest. I think they're all Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But say it's funny that obviously when we're talking about difficulty in games and we had to either use cheats or whatever, these days you use microtransactions to get better. That's at very the game. true. Cheats aren't really a thing no, now. You just have to get they? your wallet out now and that's basically the same thing. But mm. it's not cheating because it's a microtransaction. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Crazy into how how the landscape has changed though from then just to now and how much it's probably going to change from now to oh, yeah. the next 15, 20 years. It, it's bizarre if you just look at if you oh, oh no, I suppose it's not the last generation now. I was going to say the PS3 360, but that's two generations ago now because that's the first one that actually had microtransactions, but it was still a weird new thing yeah. and not didn't really know how to utilize it. But halfway, like by the time the last generation was done, it was a well oiled machine, weren't it? Yeah, if you know definitely. what I mean? Well, like the new Halo Infinite, the multiplayer is free. But obviously, it's going to probably be littered with right. microtransactions. Oh, so you don't have to ha- own the game? No, to you don't need to own the actual yeah. game. Yeah, that's the single player thing. Right. Um, I think I think you, I think we've spoke about this actually. I remember yeah. you saying, yeah, no, that's well, yeah, that that just rings alarm bells straight away. Oh, it away, does. Yeah, it? yeah. It's, it's just... it, but it's just now. It, it's just the way things go into. It's no point being a grumpy old man all the time. You just got to go with it, I suppose. Well, that's it. I mean, I'm I'm never really gonna. Like I say, I have done a couple of times before on, uh, I told you about on FIFA, I spent four quid once and then just, yeah. But I, I, I like the idea of Ultimate Team, but if they could do that without the microtransactions, obviously you'd have to make it easier to get players because if you don't, you just can't. It's just impossible. Yeah. You yeah. can't. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that would be a brilliant game mode. And you'd know when you came across someone with a with a really good team They've earned the right to have that really good team. Yeah. Therefore, they're going to be one hell of a player and they've got a good team as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying anything that hasn't already been said before. No, and FIFA's (laughs) just, and it's not the only one. It probably wasn't even the first one, but it's it's just the one people think of when you think of microtransactions. Oh, we do anyway, don't we? Do you know what I mean? So, and you know, it is nice that we can go back to these systems, Sega and stuff, and there is no games like that. It's just, uh, but one thing, obviously, just to go back to this um, topic, the, the Super Nintendo sort of bowed out, and that was it. With the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis, they kind of tried to prolong it, didn't they? Yeah, uh, it was basically um, it was such a weird situation because the Mega Drive was very popular in North America and very popular in UK. But I think by the mid nineties in Japan, it had all but finished. I don't think there was much uh, thingy. So you had Sega of America and Sega of Japan, who like basically the well, for lack of a better term, went to war with each other. That's a bit exaggerated, yeah. but <laughs> basically, Sega of America didn't want to drop the Mega Drive and work on a new console because it was so popular. They thought it was more cost effective to continue on with that. And again, you've got to remember now we just know consoles have a life cycle and then they go that still was yeah yeah, it wasn't quite like that yet then if you know what i mean it wasn't inconceivable that they could just continue on with that do you know what i mean it was so um they'd already had by this point the mega cd which was a cd add-on that came about halfway through its lifespan that did and it had moderate success it wasn't an outright failure no i suppose no i wouldn't say it was a success but it wasn't like a devastating failure it just didn't really take off in the same way a lot of those early cd consoles didn't take off well, if you it, know. it sold two million the sega cd oh so it's not too bad no better than i thought i oh, had no. one. Oh, did you yeah oh yeah, i didn't one. know that yeah but yeah like um obviously because you had a, a, a your beloved cdi can't have been that too long after that um the um What's it called? The uh, TurboGrafx-16, yeah. which I don't think was even available over here. That had a CD add-on. Um, obviously, famously, Nintendo were working on one uh, with a, a company called Sony and don't really know what happened to them. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, so the Sega had the CD to try and, you know, give a new influx to their games. And it knew, and it did. It had things they couldn't do before. Like, they had a lot of those early FMV games, which 
some people might like, but I don't even think if I didn't play any of them then, but I don't think even if I did, I would have been that into him. I've just, I mean, what well, like Space Ace is the one I always think of, and I think Dragon's Lay is a big one. Yeah. And I don't even know if you can get them for the Sega CD. I'm sure you probably can. Maybe, I'm not uh, sure though. I know, but there's a cult classic for that which does actually look like amazing in its own. Uh, terribleness called Night Trap that's yeah, actually yeah, been yeah. re-released in the yeah. last few years, hasn't it? But um, no, so you know that did all right. But then they released. Uh, but going back on point, anyway. Um, like <laughs> I said, Sega of Japan wanted to come out with the Sega Saturn or a new console, and Sega of America. So what they decided to do was uh, bring out a new bit of hardware to sort of beef up the Mega Drive and just give it a bit of extra power, if you know what I mean. And initially, the idea was they were going to have two systems, Sega. They were going to have the Sega Saturn, which would be like the Elite system, and you're going to have the 32X, which would be like a a budget next-gen system. Not too dissimilar to what Microsoft have done this year. Yeah, that's kind of mad, isn't it? you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, because the plan was with the 32X, that came out and it went into your Mega Drive and it was an add-on, and then you never needed to take that out then because you could play your Mega Drive games and you could play your new 32X games. But they were initially going to release. It had a code named Neptune. I think it was Neptune. Yeah, Yes, it was, yeah. And that was going to be a 32X console. So obviously it'd still play your Mega Drive games. It'd be backwards compatible and it'd play... 32x games and then that would be that but obviously they quickly realized that obviously the 32x didn't take off very well it didn't sell the playstation was rolling out by that point and people knew that the sega saturn wasn't far away and it just became apparent within i think it was within less than a year that it just wasn't going to take off i'm pretty sure it was discontinued within within a year it was, i think out. it was two years it lived it only sold eight hundred thousand units wow I was I'm one I'm one of them crazy people that actually had one at the time. I don't know how or where I don't remember where it came from, but I've still got the thing now. I don't yeah. know, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I had one then. Yeah, or no, I did say that. I don't have I don't still have that now, that one. I've got a 32X again, but it's a different 32X I've got now. Um, but anyway, that's that's irrelevant. And that was kind of what sort of fumbled Sega in the start of their downfall, which we've we've covered before, I'm sure we have. Yes. And um but- yeah, so I've actually forgotten what my downright point was. Well, that was it. You were saying that the Super Nintendo just did its thing and then disappeared. Yeah, it bowed out quite dignified. And exactly. I and think the Mega Drive slash Genesis was Frankenstein, really. Oh, yeah. To try and milk it for I all mean, its worth. You look at it, especially if you've got the original Mega CD and the Mega Drive, like Mega Drive 1, the Mark 1. Honestly, it's a massive, just a big mess of wires and all sorts. Yeah. If you've got it all together, the Mega CD and the the uh, 32X. I mean, I've actually got rid of my Mega CD now because I just don't use it whatsoever. Mm. And like I say, CD games just don't really age as well as cartridge games do, if you know what I mean. They're just not worth keeping, I don't think. I mean, say that, say not worth keeping. I've got a load of PlayStation games and all sorts, but those Mega CD games, there's not... Other than Sonic CD, and that's probably my least favourite Mega Drive Sonic game. I forgot to mention that earlier, actually, when we were talking about the others, because, again, because it's for the Mega CD, it's just a bit of a... Like you said, it's like a Frankenstein Sonic game that you just sort of forget about. It's actually regarded as one of the best, though. I know it is. I, I just don't... I like I like it. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong because I never played it. I it's what I mean. I just don't. I say playing these games sometimes, as you touched on earlier, you've got the nostalgia behind mm. it to make it still a great game. Mm. With Sonic CD, that was me as a twenty-something year old because it came out for the three sixty. I remember you having. I remember yeah. seeing it in your house, um, yeah. and I remember. It was yeah. You didn't have that nostalgia, and it just felt very weird. It was like oh, this game I've never played yeah. a Sonic game. You know, it was good. I enjoyed it, but. Mm. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say it's one of the best, but so, it's good. Well, there's something interesting I found out recently that I never knew. Uh, Sonic, that was being developed at the same time as Sonic 2, and they came out really close together. And uh, if you notice, Sonic CD, it's a very similar style to Sonic 1, like the, the way it looks and everything. And I've always found that really strange. And what it was was Sonic 2 was developed by an American team, Sonic CD was developed by a Japanese team. And on Sonic CD, you can do like a dash. You can like charge up a dash and just run really fast mm. from a standstill. But you can also do the spin dash, which you can do in Sonic 2. That's because Sonic 2 came out first, and that spin dash just became such a thing that they thought, well, we've got to put it in this game now, which makes that standing dash almost obsolete. Yeah, no, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just I only found that out recently. I didn't really know. Well, let's yeah. say, mentioning Sonic CD, it had two different... I have mentioned it before on this podcast, but it had yeah. two different soundtracks, depending where you were. You, yeah, I didn't know that yeah. until you said about it. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. But uh, talking about Sonic, best just give Mario love now in the, the dying minutes of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like when you look at mascots, he really, even at the time, as much as we say he wasn't our favourite, the Super Mario World, one of our favourite games, your favourite Mario game. Yeah. You've got, you've got to put it to it, really, end of the day. As far as mascots go, he was basically the best one. Like, well, he's he stood the test of time. He's still going. I know Sonic is, but... I mean, I prefer Sonic, but yeah. I could, yeah, I see. I but know he what plays second saying. fiddle a yeah. lot to... Well, now, obviously, now we live in a mad world that you can play Sega games on a Nintendo console. Exactly, yeah. Which is mental. <laughs> no, it's bizarre. Well, they even have games together. You get them yeah. Mario Sonic at the Olympics. Olympics Sonic's yeah. in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And I think, yeah, a few like Sega mascots have littered all over the place, aren't they, in uh, certain Nintendo games? Are they? I think so. Like, um, oh, now, now I've said it, I'm completely forgetting. <laughs> but, like, there, there, there's so many forgotten. Like, as we mentioned, Dynamite Eddie. Mm. Probably never get a sequel. No, he's only anything. got that one game. It's like Alex Kidd had a load of games for the Master System, one Mega Drive game, and then just vanished. Yeah. Um, we obviously, I've banged on about Rye Star for yeah. too many times, so I'm not going to go down that route. You know, something funny, actually, because obviously, uh, we, I think I've mentioned it before, but Football Manager, that's like published by Sega. It's obviously technically a Sega franchise. It's probably one of the biggest money makers right now but no i found out recently in sonic all-stars racing transformed one of the races you can unlock is the football manager and it's just a generic looking football manager in a car oh my god i never that's <laughs> no, i only found that out because i've got that game but i've never unlocked it i've never really bothered playing it single player because it's just one i like to play with but you know what i mean because you always see that on the front cover of football manager it's always a guy in a suit yeah that's it, cheering yeah. or looking quiet you never see his face can you it's either oh, in the shadows yeah. or it's just from his neck down you can see i just him. wonder how like they yeah. they you know, get their inspiration for their covers. Like this year, we're going to have him with his hands in his pocket. Like next year, we're going to have him with a fist in the air. Yeah. Well, they're not. Cha- I mean, football manager's been going since two thousand five, so that's uh, sixteen editions. It's not changed much at all. The case, but the games, yeah, has. But the uh, actual, well, yeah. and that's coming from a company which used to do really good covers as well. Like Sega, used the Sega. I think Sega covers look better than the Nintendo ones, definitely. Itself. But I think, like, like, like we touched on before, I think. Somebody thought with the Mega Drive cases uh, that they were more built to last, whereas I don't think the Nintendo ones were. Not, not I don't think they were built to last till they reached the GameCube because they had the same sort of cardboard cases on the N64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We touched on with the Super Mario 64 thing, but mm. yeah. Um, well, I suppose in um, in the view. Yeah, Nintendo did win it, but as you've just probably just listened to us ramble on about how much we love Sega, yeah. I think it's all just down to the individual, really. That's it. I mean, this is, like I say, uh, uh, we do both like Sega a lot, but we love Nintendo too, but this generation for us was definitely Sega's 
For us, yeah, yeah. and and last because obviously we're going to do more console mm. wars, but you know it, this they, they were never contenders again. Let's put it that way. No, not really. I mean, um, it's sad. I do think in another world, if they'd have done a bit better with the Saturn, I think the Dreamcast would have been. You know, what I mean, if they didn't have to just stop, because I do think that that the, well, the games are exclusive now because a lot of them eventually came out for PS2, GameCube, Xbox, but they wouldn't have done if they'd have carried on, which meant they would have had. A killer exclusive do you know what i mean yeah. and i really think and you got to remember that was only around two years and there's so many games that came from that that are just classics now that yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm just talking about what ifs but i think there's an alternate timeline somewhere where yeah. they're still going yeah, now is, yeah yeah parallel universe somewhere yeah that's it <laughs> well that, that's all this week this obsolete gaming i've yeah, been dan i've been jake you stay safe